It was one of the rites of passage for a new real estate agent. In some places, it still is. When you first get into the business, you probably don't have a big marketing budget. You don't have a big database of clients and acquaintances, and the people you do know, well, they're kind of nervous to do business with you because you're so new. That rite of passage I'm talking about is floor time. You sit at a desk in the main office. You're on call waiting for someone, anyone, to walk in the front door or call the main office looking for an agent. That's how Abby Walters began her career back in 2005, and she did pretty well. But five years in, something happened, something wonderful in her personal life, something that led Abby to decide she was done sitting at the office all day waiting for the phone to ring. In the 10 years since, Abby's built an unbeatable referral business. Friends, past clients, and other agents are consistently sending her new clients who need to buy or sell. And, uh, Just between us, I saw a list of her recent transactions. Homelight was the only non-sphere, non-referral source on there. How'd she do it? That's what we're going to find out today. This is The Walkthrough. Hi, everyone. I'm Matt McGee, editor of Homelight's Agent Resource Center and your host every week on The Walkthrough. On this show, you'll learn what's working right now from the best real estate agents and industry experts in the country. At Homelight, we believe in real estate agents. That's why we created The Walkthrough. We're on a journey to find out how great real estate agents grow their business, stand out from the crowd, and become irreplaceable. You can contribute to the show in two ways. Leave a voicemail for me anytime at 415-322-3328, or you can send an email to walkthrough at homelight.com. I do read and hear all the messages that come in, and I might use them on an upcoming show. You know, one of the things I love about real estate is that there are so many ways to succeed, to build your business. I've spoken to hundreds of you since I joined Homelight, and I've run into agents who are building their business around video marketing, open houses, working online leads, door knocking even, maybe not so much right now, but in the past, yes, Uh, social media, and on and on it goes. Every one of you gets to choose your own path to success. Today, you're going to meet Abby Walters from Sager Real Estate in Strasburg, Virginia. Abby got her license in 2005. Like a lot of new agents, many of her early clients were people who called or walked in the office while she was the agent on duty. But in 2010, Abby decided it was time to find another path to success. She started paying more attention to her database. She was already really active in the community, and she believed in building great relationships with other agents. All of that helped Abby create what is now almost a 100% referral-based business. She's currently the number two agent out of about 500 in her market. In today's show, listen for Abby to talk about how community involvement means more than just writing checks. The online tool she uses for showering attention on her sphere and why her experience buying online leads confirmed that referrals are how she wants to earn her business. After our conversation, I'll share a few takeaways and we'll have a home light home run segment from an agent in Boise, Idaho. But first, here's my conversation with Abby Walters, 
which began with me asking why she decided to focus on building a referral-based business. So the first five years uh, that I was licensed, I was doing the regular new agents, um, answering the phones, taking duty calls, sitting in the office, being on the duty schedule for walk-ins. And I just really um, worked those leads. My conversion rate was really high for when I got people on the phone, I would get them through to closing or I met them in the office. So I really worked that hard the first five years. I mean, I did have some family and friends. It's always hard to get them to trust you with a listing when you're new, but I did have you know some buyer clients and I worked them very hard. And when I was about five years in, in 2010, I uh, got pregnant with my second son and I said, I don't think I want to be, you know, doing the nine to five, answering the phone, sitting in the office. So I just took a leap and said, I'm not going to do the duty schedule anymore. So that's been 10 years ago. I haven't taken duty for 10 years. And I think I just built up and I really worked my sphere and got those referrals from my clients would send their coworkers to me or they send their family members to me or their friends to me. And it, I just really built my database. Okay. And so just for terminology wise, uh, I have not heard the phrase duty call before. In our area, I, that would be the, similar to a floor call, right? Like you're just, you're in the office and just making yourself available for whoever randomly calls or walks in. Yes. Yeah. Was it difficult in the beginning when you made that transition and you and you sort of get intentional about saying, I need to go in this other direction. It was, I was worried of being able to keep up my momentum and have the number of sales per month that I wanted. Um, I think what's helped me a lot is I'm super involved in the community and I have been even before real estate. So um, there's certain things I'm passionate about, my kids' schools and my church and my town and county that I specifically live in. So I was already at all of those events. And then I just kind of made it a point to, you know, wear my real estate t-shirts and and hats and all of that stuff and let people know that this is what I was doing. And you start, people start knowing you for that and you start going to these events and they just start naturally asking you real estate questions and contacting you later. That makes sense. And and I think so that's, let's dive into that a little more because when we talk about growing a referral business in real estate, so much of it is getting your name out there, getting FaceTime and connecting with, with people in your community and just making sure that they are aware, this is who I am, this is what I do. And if you have a need to buy or sell, right? You want to stay top of mind. So tell me more if, if that's like, you know, the first step in building a referral business, let's, let's call it community involvement. Tell me more about like, what are specifically some of the ways you do that? You're advertising at local events, participating in local events, that sort of thing. Right. Any, anyone that contacts me, um, you know, regarding maybe like a American Cancer Society walk or uh, Strasburg Little League, Midget Football, any of those, I try to do what I can to sponsor um, anything in my area and also, you know, try to be there and participate in the events. This weekend, actually, 
we were supposed to have a color run with our parks and rec and that got canceled, but I was going to be like me and my team, we're going to be there and have like the color purple and throw that on the runners as they go by. And I believe that one was to benefit the American Cancer Society, but anything like that, I mean, that's my passion anyway. I do, I do what I can and I make the money I can and I'm blessed to make it and I want to give back to others. So that's, part of my passion and mission with what I do is I want to give back. So I just think they, the community knows I want to give back and they see me at these events and they call me to work with me. And do the organizers of the events, I mean, is it to the point where they know, Hey, we can call Abby. She'll, this is something she'll want to support. Yeah. It's kind of funny because I'll be like, Oh, thanks for letting me know about this. And they're like, (laughs) Oh, no, no problem. We're, you know, we're afraid that we're asking you too often to donate to this stuff. And, and I say, no, like I wanted, I definitely want to know what events are coming up. So I appreciate it. I mean, this sounds like something that that you could like spend a lot of time and a lot of money doing. It, so you mentioned that there was this event that was supposed to be coming up uh, that got canceled. But like, are we talking like one or two events a week or just one or two a month? Like how much, like what's the commitment that you make in this area? Um, I mean, I would say these big events like the Color Run, that's only one or two of those a year. Um, the sponsorships like, the rec league, basketball, midget football, baseball. I mean, that's every single season. So, I mean, my husband does our financials and he's like, you're already at your donations limit halfway (laughs) through the year. I'm like, bump it up then. So large, large advertising budget and um, donations budget. But I just feel like, I feel like, you know, that's what I'm here for. I'm, I'm blessed to do what I do and get paid handsomely for it. And I should give some of that back to the community. No, I think that's awesome. I, it, it's, it's, I mean, as you said, you're serving the community, you're doing good for others, but then there's also sort of this fringe, you know, secondary benefit that it does. It helps your name become more visible and people know who you are and they see you doing good things. Do you, when you're like out at the grocery store and, you know, do, do people recognize you? Hey, that's Abby from the event. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do. And I mean, I will, before uh, coronavirus, I was going to watch a theater program and I'm at the ticket counter and he's like, you're the realtor lady. And I was like, yep, that's me. He's like, I see your picture in the Parks and Rec book. So and all my Facebook lives I'm doing now and more than ever, I'll go on appointments. And I always say, is there someone I should thank for, you know, referring you to me? And they'll give me a name and number of a coworker or family member. But now they're like, oh, I've been watching you on Facebook for a year or two now. And I always watch your videos. So I'm getting more and more of that. That's awesome. Um, and, and, and I would say, too, on community involvement, and I, I think you'll agree with me on this, um, it's not just about writing a check to support the organizations, right? Like you, you, you want to get out there and like physically show your support. Oh, yeah. I mean, I... I lived to do that stuff when I started um, hiring assistants or a team. uh, And that was about five years ago. When I started that, that was initially so I could go volunteer in my kid's classroom twice a week so that I had an assistant in here in my office to help with paperwork. So it initially started because I wanted more time for 
community involvement and volunteering, which is my passion. So the first pillar of Abby's referral-based business is community involvement. And as you just heard, that's been a passion of hers since before she got into real estate. She's proof that when you love something, it's much easier to do it and do it consistently. And it's had a huge impact on Abby's business. In fact, in the days leading up to this conversation, I was asking Abby about where her business comes from. And she sent me screenshots. I think it was the past 12 months of transactions. It was agent referrals, which we'll talk about a bit later, past clients, sphere, sphere referral, past client referral, and on and on the list went. Homelight was literally the only non-referral, non-sphere source of business on her list. So if community involvement is one pillar of how Abby grew her referral business, the second pillar is how she takes care of her past clients and sphere. Now, you might be thinking regular video chats, outreach, email touches, that sort of stuff, but nope, it's more old school than that. Snail mail. And pay attention for the website Abby mentions that makes this part of the process easier. So I do a lot of card sending. I know that some people keep in touch uh, via social media or email or phone calls, but I really like the card sending. It's kind of always been my thing. And about 10 years ago, I was introduced to an online program, Send Out Cards, where you can type your message in, you can pick a gift or brownies or whatever, and they send that in the mail to your client. And I mean, it goes so far as to where I send in a sample of my handwriting and that program has it. So when I type the message, it looks like it's written from me. So I send a whole lot of cards. Um, When I am browsing through social media, like everybody else does (laughs) multiple times a day, I will see that somebody um, is pregnant or is engaged or just got married and I just make a note, just make a note for my for myself or for my assistant to send a card and brownies to that person and what I want to say. And that's like several cards a day. And I do that just to, rather than just hitting the like button and sending a message on social media, just to do a little something extra and really stand out that, you know, congratulations, I saw that you got this promotion and I just wanted to say, great job. So that's what I'm doing to let my sphere know and my past clients know, like, I do care about what's going on with your life. I'm watching. I see you. And thanks you. Thanks for letting me be a part of your life and help you with one of the biggest decisions you're going to make. So like job promotions, like what kind of, what kind of, what, what do you see that says, oh, I need to send a card? Do you do birthdays? I used to do birthdays. And okay. um, my sister would say like, do you send everybody a birthday card? Because on Facebook, everybody's like, thanks for the card, Abby. (laughs) I was (laughs) like, yeah, I try. But then my database really just got way too large for that. I mean, it would be, it would be really time consuming to do the birthdays for everyone. So I am just watching and seeing job promotions, engagements, um, some t- a lot of people post when their pet passes away and we have pet sympathy cards on there. So I'll send those as well. Um, I also use it not just for keeping in touch, but we're in a competitive market. When I go on a listing appointment, nine times out of 10, I'm competing with other agents. So the second I leave a listing appointment, I get a card and brownies in the mail 
and say, thank you so much for having me out to your house. I really appreciate the opportunity to present my marketing presentation. And I really hope you'll consider uh, hiring me to assist you and send them like two brownies. Um, if they have children, you know, I'll make a note of the kids' names, send some gummy bears or something with uh, to the kids. So just trying to do that little extra something to um, show them that I do care and I do want to work with them and I do appreciate their business. Right. And so, okay, so there's two aspects then to it, it sounds like. So there's the one aspect where it's people that you know on social media and they have a new job or a baby or an engagement or whatever, they get the card. But then it's also people that you're doing listing presentations with and then you follow up within a day and get them uh, a card with a brownie and, and treats as well. Correct. And there's also a third component to that. Um, when I receive text messages from my clients that say, hey, Abby, just want to let you know, I gave your name and number to my mechanic um, today. Hopefully he'll be calling you to sell his house. Then I make a note to send that person who referred to me a card and brownies saying thank you for giving giving out my name and number. So this is just like second nature to me. I want to show my appreciation for my clients for recommending me. So um, sometimes they'll follow up and they'll be like, hey, I got your card and brownies. Thanks so much. Like those things are so good. And did my mechanic call you? And I'm like, actually, no, he hasn't called yet, but I really appreciate you giving <laughs> my name and number anyway. So keep sending them. <laughs> everyone. If you're enjoying the walkthrough, we'd appreciate it if you tell the real estate agents in your network about us. Even more, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Your feedback helps us get better and in some cases can also help new listeners find and hear us. And when we get around to having you on the show, the more listeners, the better, right? It sounds like you're constantly sending stuff out to you. Like, is this, it's not super expensive, is it? I pay about about $100 a month for the program, but then I'm paying an additional, I think I figured it out. It was very inexpensive. I think it was like five or six bucks for a card and two brownies. And I just thought, hey, that's, that's totally worth it. This is something I've been doing for 10 years now. And I honestly think, that's one of the things that sets me apart that uh, people really like, when do you get anything in the mail anymore besides a bill or a magazine? So I think people love it. And I like to be able to show appreciation other than a quick text or email or Facebook message. Right. And if it's only, I mean, if it's only a hundred dollars or even a couple hundred dollars a month, I mean, that's a bargain to what you're going to get in return in terms of, you know, GCI from closing an extra few deals because of, again, it's about doing something special and just staying top of mind with the people in your sphere. Right. It's the, the return on investment for me is, I mean, I, you know, see billboards come up where I could pay $800 a month to be on a billboard. And I'm like, is that really, I mean, I know that's building my brand, but I'd rather do a personal touch specifically rather than trying to reach the masses, you know, on a billboard. Did you hear the part a couple minutes ago when Abby said this card sending thing is second nature to her? Funny story. I kid you not. As soon as we wrapped up this conversation, before I even had a chance to send my thanks for chatting with me email that I send to all my guests, I get an email from Abby with one sentence. Can I get your mailing address? I I laughed out loud, 
sent her my address and I said, I know what you're up to or something like that. But anyway, that's what she means about it being second nature. Abby also told me she wants part of her sphere outreach to include client appreciation events. She's in the early stages of forming a team, and last November, they rented a movie theater for Frozen 2, and Abby said that was a huge success. They had planned, in fact, to do another big event this month, but that obviously had to be postponed due to COVID-19. So far, we've talked about two pillars of Abby's referral business, community involvement and using cards to stay top of mind with her sphere and with podcast hosts as well. As I looked through that list of transactions that Abby sent, there were several deals that came via agent referrals, and that's the third pillar. Now, Abby works about an hour west of Washington, D.C. It's an area with a lot of second home and vacation-type properties, cabins on the river and such, and she says they're good deals, especially compared to big city prices. So I asked her what she does to get so many agents to send their referrals her way. My whole career, when I work with other realtors, I truly enjoy like all aspects of the transaction, working with the seller, the buyer, the listing agent or the buyer's agent. And I've always looked at it like we are trying to help two people, one person sell, one person buy, let's work together. Um, I have seen other instances where a lot of buyers, agents, and um, listing agents butt heads. And it's kind of like they're fighting for their client and they are just going to win. So I've never been adversarial like that. I've always tried to work with the other agent. And I think I've formed such excellent relationships with agents on the other side that then when, you know, if they're working in Winchester, which is about 20 miles from here, they may not want to go down to Southern Shenandoah County. So they just end up saying, Hey, Abby, I've got a listing for you. And how about a 25% referral fee? And I say, no problem. I'd love to help. And that's kind of just blown up over the past two or three years. And I think people are, the market started getting so hot and we started getting so busy. Agents were sticking to their area more and referring out clients that were out of their area. So I've gotten a ton of agent referrals lately. Gotcha. And we there was an episode uh, that we had on the walkthrough. It was probably a month or so ago. Um, Melinda Elmer is an agent down in Southern California. And she talked about this a little bit. She, I think she she said, you know, that we're not drama. We're, you know, we, we don't bring drama to the transaction. So other agents prefer to work with us. It sounds like you're saying the sort of the same thing is make it easy for other agents to want to do business with you. Absolutely. I mean, that's that even comes into play when you're talking about multiple offer situations and you have offers on the table for your buyer. And I'm going to hope that I have a relationship with that listing agent that says, here, these three offers are identical, but I know that Abby's going to get this thing through to closing with, you know, non-drama and hopefully choose our offer. So it comes into play there as well. Yeah, and I think that's the that's the perspective that she was coming at it with was the multiple offers. It also plays into agents wanting to send you business because they know that you're going to take good care um, of their clients. Do you also are you also like regularly communicating with other agents on social media and elsewhere? Oh yes, I keep in touch. I'll I'll send agents the congratulations cards. <laughs> no, do you really? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. 
Yes, absolutely. My relationships with them are also just as important as my past clients. Okay, so that's so there's the trick right there is your the send out cards thing isn't just for clients. It you're sending you're sending gifts to the other agents as well. I get it. When when second they send me a referral, they get a card and brownies too. I mean, I'm thankful for the referrals as well. So, I don't leave out the loan officers or agents either. We talked about you, you know you, you've got this amazing referral business going on. What do you see as the benefits to this? Are are I mean, you must be loving this. I absolutely do love it. Um, The benefits of working referrals rather than random internet leads is these folks were sent to me by people that they know and trust, and they're coming to me wanting to work with me, already kind of feeling like they know me. There's already some sort of built-in trust because they were sent to me by someone that's already used me before. And just nine times out of 10, that transaction goes so much more smoothly than if I'm getting a random internet lead that doesn't know me, they don't know my um, years and experience, years in the business, they don't um, know anyone that's ever worked with me before. I just think sometimes I'm really fighting hard to try to earn their trust or gain their respect, and it can be a rough road with those leads. You mentioned um, random internet leads. At at any point along the way, I mean, you've been in business 15 years. At any point along the way, did you try, you know, buying the internet leads, you know, Zillow or Realtor.com or wherever it might be? I did. So I went a whole lot of years not buying leads at all. And I would tell everyone, nope, never, never bought leads. I'm not going to do it. (laughs) And then um, since I've started forming this team, I have two buyer's agents. And This winter, when things sort of did the regular winter slowdown, I was like, you know what? Why don't I just give the Zillow leads thing a try? I'm going to sign up and maybe we'll get some more buyers um, to keep them busy. And it just went terribly. Um, We kept getting leads that already had agents or uh, leads that weren't approved and weren't interested in getting approved. Um, leads that would schedule an appointment and then cancel when you were already there or not show up. It was just, it did not go well at all. And I was like, nope, we're not going to do this anymore. We're going to stick with our referrals and work more on reaching out to our sphere to continue to keep those referrals coming in. If someone is listening to this right now, an agent, and maybe they have also been struggling with the online leads, maybe they've been struggling to focus on their database What's your what's your takeaway advice for them? I think they should get involved in their community and they should get their face out there and think of where their passion lies and where they want to help and go go and do and just get your face out there. I think that they should be on social media and they should be recognizing when people in their sphere um you know, need, deserve a congratulations card or a thank you card and reach out to those people and go the extra mile and send them a handwritten card rather than a message on Facebook. So it doesn't have to be, I rarely sell myself. It's just keeping in touch with people and they know that this is what I do. So that translates to them calling me, but it doesn't have to be 
constant selling yourself. Of course, you know, on the on the back of the card is my realtor information, contact info, but I'm not in their face about it. Not in their face. That's the thing about building a great referral business is that you end up doing a different type of marketing. It's less aggressive, less salesy for lack of a better word. Great stuff, Abby. Thank you so much. Okay, we have a Home Light Home Run segment coming up from an agent in Boise, Idaho. But first, let's do our takeaways segment. And this week's takeaways revolve around the three pillars of Abby's referral business. Number one is community involvement. She's so involved with stuff around town that local organizers are afraid they're asking her to do too much. And Abby is not just writing checks, but showing up and getting involved in school and church events, community events, local sports, and more. Whatever community involvement you are passionate about, make sure you attend. Make sure people see you face-to-face. The second pillar is Abby's past clients and sphere, and she sends them a lot of cards. I mean, snail mail to mark things like anniversaries, job promotions, and so forth. She uses a website called sendoutcards.com. It all helps keep Abby top of mind with her sphere. She also mentioned that she sends prospects a card and gift as soon as she leaves a listing appointment. And any agent who sends her a referral also gets a card and gift. The third pillar is agent referrals. And Abby explained that she considers every transaction a partnership. It's not a battle to see who wins or loses. It's a partnership to help both parties win. And by building relationships like that, Abby says she gets more referrals from other agents. And then the last takeaway is all about the benefits. Abby said that new clients come to her and they are already pre-sold. They have a recommendation from someone they trust and she doesn't need to do a big sales pitch. Great stuff. Our Home Light Home Run segment comes to us this week from Barbara Dopp in Boise, Idaho. Barb leads a 10-agent team called Agents with a Smile. And she says the team put 28 homes under contract just in the month of May alone. So that's definitely a home run in our eyes. Congrats to Barb and your team. If you have a home run to share, you can get in touch anytime. Leave me a voicemail by calling 415-322-3328 or send an email to walkthrough at homelight.com. That's also how you can send in any questions or feedback about today's show. So that's all for this week. Thanks to Abby Walters for joining us. Thank you for listening. My name is Matt McGee. Remember, at Homelight, we believe in real estate agents. That's why we created the walkthrough. We're on a journey to find out how great real estate agents grow their business, stand out from the crowd, and become irreplaceable. Go out and safely sell some homes. We'll talk to you again next week. Bye-bye.